welcome to the Good Convo Good People podcast with me, your host, Jordan DeLeon. Um, this is episode one, the very first episode. I want to thank everyone for listening, uh, everyone who subscribed, uh, followed, and liked, and everything. Um, you know, please continue to share and, you know, get the word out on this and, you know, and say how far it could go. Um, yeah, so I have a very special guest for you guys today. Uh, special guest is me. Uh, I figured for my first podcast, uh, you know, I, I would introduce myself. Uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of you already know me, um, know about me. But, uh, you know, for those who don't, um, you know, I want to introduce myself and, uh, you know, maybe you guys can learn something new about me. Uh, you know, I also want to explain why I'm doing this and, uh, you know, what my goals are with this and, you know, who I'm looking to talk to and what I want to talk about. So, uh, yeah, I figured, you know, first episode, um, you know, let's get everyone on the same page and, you know, understanding what I'm doing and, you know, who they're listening to and, you know, who's hosting this podcast. So, uh, yeah, uh, my name is Jordan DeLeon, born and raised in Denver, Colorado, 28 years. I lived here my whole life. Um, didn't actually leave the state of Colorado until I was uh, 18, 19 years old. I always joked that uh, that I uh, that I was like in the Truman Show. Uh, if you guys ever seen the Truman Show with uh, Jim Carrey, where uh, you know he's he's stuck in uh, <laughs> on a TV show and you know everything's uh, you know everything's fake and uh, you know his life's a movie. So I thought that was me because you know I, I never left the state. Uh, so when I say I'm a, a true Colorado native, you know, I, I think I'm one of the truest. Um, so, yeah, I was born to uh, Shannon, my mom, and Phil, my dad. I was uh, the third of four kids between them. They each had, uh, uh, my mom had one kid uh, w- with someone else, and my dad had uh, two kids with, with other people. But uh, there's four of us that are uh, have the same parents. Uh, I, I lived with my mom uh, up until I was about two years old. And um, all four of us were separated from her. Uh, my father was, uh, he was on vacations, is the best way to put it. Uh, so when I was separated from my mom, uh, I went with, uh, my grandma, uh, my, my mother, my mother's mom got full custody of me and I've lived with her ever since I was two years old. I was, um, she had a boyfriend and, uh, they both raised me. Um, I called him, uh, dad, um, and I mean, since he raised me up, you know, he's still to this day considered uh, my dad. And uh, they raised me. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up in the Westwood neighborhood. Uh, went to uh, Monroe Elementary in the Westwoods. So I went to Kepner Middle School. Uh, from there, I went to high school, <clears throat> John F. Kennedy High School, uh, where I'm sure, you know, I met a lot of my my listeners, a lot of my close friends uh, that I have all went to school there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, like I said, I was I grew up with 
my grandma's boyfriend, but, uh, uh, he, I mean, he raised me and I, I grew up with his, his immediate family and all of them considered me, you know, their cousins, nephew, uh, grandson. So, uh, you know, the family that I know and that I'm the most close with is them. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still, you know, very close to them. My, my dad's, uh, brother is actually my godfather and his, his daughter's my, my godmother. Uh, so yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're the family that I, that I know and grew, grew with. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, high school, um, you know, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't the best student. Uh, you know, I, it wasn't that I wasn't smart. I just, um, you know, I was, I was more into social interaction and hanging out with friends and not going to class rather than, you know, taking school serious and, you know, passing. And, um, but I did graduate. Uh, it took it took me down to the last wire to senior checkout day where you know we have to submit our grades to everyone to be able to graduate and walk and I had to take a test in trigonometry in order to graduate and uh, I took it the first time I failed and I uh, was told that I wasn't going to graduate so um, you know I was so devastated and you know, I pleaded with the teacher to, you know, give me another chance or is there anything else I can do? And so he allowed me to retake the test and I had to get a B or better on it. And mind you, that whole year, I mean, I, I honestly didn't pay attention to that class at all. And, but, you know, it was rarely there. But, um, yeah, so I, I retook the test and um, I passed with the B and I was able to graduate. It was, you know. I was so excited for it and, um, you know, uh, that to me that, you know, I, that was the biggest thing that I've accomplished up until that point. Uh, in high school, I, I met my wife, Natalie. Uh, we actually dated in high school, uh, for, for a month, a couple months. And, uh, she broke up with me. Because I told, I asked her if we were going to be together forever, and at the time she uh, <laughs> she considered me too clingy, and and so she broke up with me. But uh, you know, kind of kept in contact throughout the years, and uh, you know, she's to me she was always the one that got away, and I I kind of you know mentioned that to a lot of my friends, and she was just somebody that I could just never really get over. And, uh, like I said, you know, we kind of, you know, ran into each other and talked throughout the years. And, um, yeah, in 2014, uh, you know, we kind of started talking a lot, uh, you know, going back and forth with each other and, uh, you know, just started, you know, just just being there for each other. I was there for her, you know, when she, she needed me the most and, and she was there for me to kind of straighten out my life. Um, cause I know the type of person that who I was at that point, uh, wouldn't, you know, she, she wouldn't want nothing to do with me. So I kind of had to change a lot of, a lot of things that I was doing in order, because, you know, I, there's nothing more that I wanted than to be with her. And, you know, if I had to change my ways and, you know, by all means, definitely, you know, needed to fix that. So, um, 
so yeah, uh, you know, uh, we started dating and, uh, about, you know, eight months later, uh, you know, I, I realized this is the, the last person I want to be with and, um, I didn't want to be with anyone else and I didn't want to lose her. So I, I asked her to marry me on Christmas Eve and she said, yes. So, um, so yeah, uh, we got married in, in Cancun, Mexico, um, along, you know, her family and, and a lot of my close friends. Uh, that was, you know, 2017. I, I asked her to marry me in 2015. And, uh, yeah, we were married, uh, you know, we, we lived together, uh, we, 2018, uh, you know, it was kind of a, a life-changing gear for me. So I, I had a, a traumatic brain injury. Uh, I was drunk one night and, um, blacked out and fell down a, a flight of stairs. And I was, uh, I was in the, I was in a coma for two, two, three days. And I was in the hospital for 10. Um, I had a seizure in my, my accident. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember much from the night and, um, kind of suffered some long-term effects from it. I, I have, uh, uh, some cognitive problems that kind of sustained from that injury. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was really traumatic, um. Uh, my wife had just started uh, nursing school, so she was in her nursing program. Uh, I mean, she had just started it uh, right when this all happened, so she had to deal with this on top of, uh, you know, going to school and, and trying to get a nursing degree to be a, a RN. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really scary experience for me, um, you know, a life or death situation, and, um, you know, I recovered from it. But, um, you know, it, it all stemmed from drinking and, and, you know, just drinking care, carelessly and, and yeah, uh, you know, I almost lost my life from it. So in, um, 2019, um, in September, I found out that we were having our first child. Yeah. I mean, it was, it wasn't something that was planned, but uh, we also didn't prevent it. Um, yeah, uh, we kind of just left it in the God's hands and it seems like in the first try, uh, it happened. So, uh, yeah, um, exciting. Um, I had just, uh, started a new job. Um, yeah, I mean, to kind of go over my work history and, um, you know, everything that I've, I've done as far as work and my careers, um, you know, it, it's been all over the place. Uh, you know, I'm definitely not proud that I, I've kind of bounced around from job to job. I, I've just always felt like I, I could never find my calling. And, uh, you know, I just worked at places to make money. And like, you know, I, I just wanted a child, like I always wanted to work for myself. I always wanted to own my own business and, you know, just, just be more than the average. Um, you know, no disrespect to anyone, but you know what I mean? I, I didn't want the nine to five. I didn't want the same thing every day. Uh, I don't want to make somebody else money. I, I've always wanted to do it on my own and just, just, just make good money. You know, I, I didn't come from much. Um, like my, my grandmother raised me, uh, and you know, I, I didn't have the best of everything, but I, 
you know, I still had good things. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to, um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I just wanted to be my own boss. So I, I never really felt like I knew besides that, like what I wanted to do in a career. So I, I did kind of bounce around from a lot of jobs to jobs. I did warehouse work. Uh, I've done a ton of, ton of sales work and I felt that's kind of where I strive the most because I'm, uh, you know, I'm so easy to talk to people and, you know, it, it just comes so natural to me. You know, I, I don't get shy and, you know, I'm, I'm easily able to strike up a conversation and build rapport. And, you know, I, I love the commission aspect of sales. You know, you, uh, you know, you make money off of products that you sell. And so I like that. And I think after my accident, um, I kind of even before then, uh, I, I was looking into real estate investing. I think I ran across a video on Facebook and uh, just like how to become a millionaire. I think I've like searched how to become a millionaire. And the biggest thing that always came up was real estate, like real estate investing, uh, buying, flipping houses, uh, you know, owning properties, rental properties, things like that. Uh, you know, rebuilds, uh, you know, full rehab houses. And so I, I bought a program and kind of learned on that. And, um, you know, I, I tried a couple different things uh, that never really worked. And to me, I mean, it was just too hard and, you know, it just kind of was unachievable. Um, so I, I gave up on it. Uh, you know, I, I kind of always go back to, went back to it throughout the years, but I just never really made that extra push. But um, so, yeah, um, I was laid off uh, from two jobs in uh, sales jobs. So the first one, uh, I was selling uh, an online reputation. Uh, best way to describe it was a online PR firm uh, for this company. It was making a forty thousand dollar annual salary on top of commission. Um, was with that company for a couple months, and they ended up downsizing and they laid me off. It was actually the first time I've ever been laid off, and I remember just feeling like just so hurt and just like just devastated about it, and I was. The fact that somebody had that type of control to where, uh, you know, they, they, they take something away from me, like my job and, my, you know, my livelihood and my well-being. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I was I was super upset about it. Um, and, you know, that kind of pushed me to want to try more into real estate. So uh, I think my wife recommended, like, you know, why don't you become a realtor? Um so I, I looked into that, um, you know, I, I bought a program and, you know, I was going to get my license um, in real estate and then, uh, you know, I needed to make money in the meantime. Um, I've been driving, I, w I was driving for Lyft uh, since about 2017. I've done uh, full-time driving, uh, you know, where that's the only work that I was doing. I put a ton of miles on my car. I think I bought my car with like 40,000 miles and ended up up with like 120,000 miles within the matter of uh, two years. So uh, I was doing that, so I, but, uh, you know, I, I wanted something more stable and, uh, you know, I actually have some money coming in and I thought maybe, you know, I could try to find some, some type of work to where, uh, you know, I could, I can be a real, you know, work towards my real estate license and at the same time make money. So I found another company and they had like a real estate agent, like training program that like, um, you know, while you're getting your license, they train you in, 
just other aspects of real estate that you don't learn in your courses. So I, I did that, uh, and I worked in their call center. So pretty much I was just setting up appointments uh, with people that were interested in either selling or buying their homes. Um, so I, I did that for a couple months. And then, again, you know, same conversation. They called me into their office. Uh, you know, tell me they're downsizing the company and, you know, unfortunately, uh, I was going to be the one to let go. Uh, so, you know, that happening in the matter of, you know, three months, this was just so discouraging to me and, and I, I, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. Um, I kind of just gave up on real estate and just was like, you know what, like, maybe this just isn't for me. It's too hard. And, um, I had a couple of buddies that worked, um, at um a brewery here in golden uh, uh golden colorado i'm sure all of you are aware of but i'm, I'm not going to say the name uh yes yeah, so, i mean i had a couple friends that worked there you know they they were doing great you know they're pulling in six figures they're buying homes uh you know they're making good money i was just like uh, you know, uh, a friend of mine that was working there, you know, just having conversations with him about the work. And, you know, before that, he was trying to get me to go there for, you know, since kind of he started there. But they worked nights and I was like super against nights. I was like, oh, you know, I'm, that's my whole life. You know, I'm, I'm never going to see anyone. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be rough. And I was against it. But then I think I got to, you know, that point of getting laid off my second job. And I was just in the same year. So I was like, you know what? Like, let me sacrifice, you know, 10 years of my life. You know, I'll make good money at this company. You know, I'll pay all my debt off. You know, me and my wife could buy a house. Um, you know, just, you know, let, let me go this route. You know what I mean? I'll save up money. I'll save tons of money because I knew in the back of my mind I've always wanted to do real estate. So I was like, all right, let me do this for 10 years, save a ton of money. And the biggest issue that I was running into with uh, real estate investing is having capital. So the best way, you know, you're going to succeed. And, you know, there's all these programs that tell you, you know, you don't need money to do this. Uh, you know, you, you don't need your credit, this and that. But if you really want to be like successful and like really hit the ground running, you've got to have some type of capital at least money for, you know, like, um, like down payments, things like that. And I mean, there are ways to, um, invest without money and you can do it, you know, you're using other people's money, things like that. Uh, but, and I'm sure I could have did it if I actually, you know, really buckled down and, and gave it my all. But to me, just the easiest way was to have my own money. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go work for this company, you know, I'll, I'll get everything set now, you know, we'll buy our house, uh, pay off my debt, and I'll just start saving all the money I can. So I decided to go to, uh, you know, warehouse work, uh, you know, drive a forklift. I've had previous forklift experience. Uh, just get my foot in the door. And the way this company works is uh, it's a it's a temp to hire. So the biggest way for you to get in is you have to be a temp. Uh, you know, as a temp making $16 an hour starting off and, you know, mind you, uh, once you get hired on, you know, you're, you're pulling 32, $33 an hour. And to me, I mean, that was, that was the most money I could have ever made even in, in, in sales. So I was like, all right, you know, let's, let's sacrifice a little bit and, um, you know, to get what we want. So, uh, 
so yeah, so I, I ended up getting an interview. I ended up getting on a job. I, I was working with uh, some of my friends. So, I mean, that made it easier. And, you know, I was, I was a night shift guy. Uh, it was a little hard to get adjusted to at first, but, um, you know, as time went on, I was just like, you know what, this is nice because the amount of hours that that company puts in, um, I mean, you know, sometimes guys are working seven days a week and, you know, they're working 12 hour shifts within that time. So, I mean, it was, it was a ton of work. Like it was, it was, it wasn't hard work. It was just a ton of hours. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I started, you know, trying to, you know, get noticed, and, you know, um, the thing with this company is that I found out is, you know, that they only hire favorites and, uh, you know, don't matter how hard you work, uh, you know, the only way to get on is you got to be good at, with the bosses. So, uh, you know, I, I had troubles there. Uh, you know, I struggled a little bit at first, uh, you know, going from being told that I, you know, I'm, I potentially might get let go. And, you know, I, I, you know, I was really discouraged, but I was like, you know what, like, you know, I'm going to deal with this, you know, I'm going to buckle down, do everything I can and, you know, try, try to make this work. So, uh, you know, the months went on, um, after my 90 days, days there, I was told I, uh, I got an interview, I had some positions opened up. So, uh, I was told I was going to get an interview and in my mind, I kind of thought that, you know, I had it in the bag, you know, I, to me, I was, I was in the number one temp there and, um, you know, I didn't see why I wouldn't be able to get this position. So, um, interviewed and, uh, you know, did really well in my interview and then, um, found out that I actually didn't get the position. And, um, so, you know, I was a little discouraged at first, but, you know, I was being told that, uh, not to get to discouraged, you know, it's it's super rare for people to, to get hired on after their first interview and to, you know, keep doing what I'm doing and, and putting in the work. So, um, so yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I took that and I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll keep going, you know, keep trying to get noticed and doing everything that I need to do. So, um, yeah, a couple months went by and I got a second interview. Uh, you know, everyone was telling me, you know, this one's yours, uh, you know, the first one, it wasn't meant for you, but, you know, you've been noticed, you're, you know, you're the top temp and, you know, this, this should be in the bag for you. So, you know, I went in fully confident in my interview, uh, did well in my interview and, um, ended up finding out that, uh, you know, after the fact that I interviewed that I didn't get the position to where, you know, I, I thought, you know, for sure it was mine and, um, it wasn't. So, uh, you know, I, I was, I was super pissed about it. Uh, mind you, this is, uh, this is when the pandemic hit. Uh, so this is March of, uh, 2020. Uh, so, you know, uh, going to work and, you know, just being completely, um, you know, going into, you know, imagine where you were, you know, when you first heard about a pandemic, I'm, uh, the pandemic, you know, I was, me and a lot of guys at the work were joking about it and, you know, we didn't take it serious and we didn't think it was that serious. And, you know, we were saying, uh, it's, uh, the flu is worse than this and it's blown out of proportion. You know, I didn't think we were going to get shut down, things like that. Um, but yeah, so then March hit and that's when my, they locked, locked down the state and the country. And you know what I mean? And at, at the same time, you know, um, my, my wife's pregnant and she's, um, you know what I mean? We're trying to go to doctor appointments, some appointments I couldn't even go. And like, you know what I mean? We, we kind of missed out on a lot 
due to the due to the pandemic like we uh, drive by baby shower and uh, we did get to do the gender reveal the baby shower I think was the biggest thing we did do a drive by one that our friends threw for us which was nice but I mean you know we never got to experience uh, you know full on baby shower with you know all of our friends and family and you know the games and all that cool stuff uh we also didn't get to do maternity photos just because you know at that time people weren't even allowed to go outside and public parks and things like that so a lot was taken away from us um on top of that um you know i I found out after my second interview uh, that i didn't get the position and they gave it to somebody else who i felt that you know i i deserved it more than them and you know i i put in more more work than they did and I was a better worker than them so I was super discouraged and you know I just thought like you know what I mean like like why am I doing this you know I'm not getting the recognition that I need and deserve so why why am I even doing this so um I was gonna quit but you know decided you know I'll hang in there I'll give it a couple more months if nothing happens I'm gonna leave uh so um after the interviews, uh, one of uh, the full-time employees, he ended up getting fired. And so that opened up a position. Uh, so, And then I heard that they were going to use all the old interviews and find a candidate uh, from the interviews that they already have. And somebody was going to get a position. So then again, I was told that, you know, that this was going to be uh, my job and, you know, this is my chance. And, you know, to keep putting in work. Um so I guess how I reacted after finding out that I wasn't getting the position led me to get this one. So after, you know, all the hard work, uh, almost, uh, you know, nine months, uh, you know, and I was, I was finally there, you know what I mean? After all the hard work and, you know, maybe in another podcast, you know, I'll explain the type of uh, troubles that I faced there and everything that I had to go through. I mean, it was, it was rough on, and on top of, you know, uh, having our first child and, you know, worried about, you know, we weren't going to be able to have a, a, buy a house, uh, for her. And, and by the way, in January of that year, we found out that we were having uh, a, a little girl. I was hoping for a boy, but you know, I'm, I'm happy I had a daughter. I, I think that's what I needed the most. So, you know, we're having a little girl. We, uh, we decided to name her Lila Rose. Um, and, and I'll get in more of that, but, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, I, I was finally there, you know, life finally was figured out for me, you know what I mean? I, it was like climbing a mountain and I get to the peak and, you know, just running a marathon and, you know, finishing and you put your hands up and you're like, I'm here, I made it. Um, you know, it, it was a great feeling, you know, me and my wife were looking at houses to buy and, um, uh, Sorry to keep going back, but I keep missing things. So in 2019, in September, my wife graduated from nursing school. Uh, she got a job at, um, at a hospital in uh, uh, here in Lakewood. Um, a great job, you know, uh, pays her really well. She's going to be working nights as well. And uh, well, she does work nights. She works uh, three 12-hour shifts a week. Um, and uh, you know she she worked hard she you know she went to four years of school to get to where she was and um so yeah so you know what I mean she was set we were both set you know we're we're gonna make you know almost two hundred thousand dollars together 
And, you know what I mean? I, I was, you know, every struggle that I've had in my life as far as like money and, and, you know, living, you know, I was finally going to change that. And, you know, I was super excited. Like I said, I was at the top of the mountain. Um, so, you know, you, you get to the top of the mountain and, you know, imagine you, you know, you're done, you, you're, or you're in the marathon and, you know, you, you think you're at the finish line and, um, there's more, <laughs> this isn't it. Uh, you know, you, you think you're at the finish line and you realize that isn't the finish line. You have five more miles to run or, you know, you climb to the top of the mountain and there was clouds and you look up and there's, there's more, more mountain to climb. So, so, um, yeah, so, I mean, I got, I got the position, uh, you know, I'm filling out all my paperwork, uh, and then a background check comes up. Mind you, I've never been in trouble in my life, uh, you know, minus like speeding tickets and, uh, just speeding tickets and, you know, traffic infractions. I've, I've lost my license a couple of times. Uh, just due to points and not paying fines and things like that. But, uh, you know, I've never been in any, any type of criminal trouble. Um, so in February of 2020, uh, after, uh, after on a Friday, uh, you know, after a long work week, I decided to, um, go to the bar with some friends, uh, some friends, some coworkers, uh, there's, you know, I, there's a thing at, at that, that job that, you know, it's, I mean, obviously you're working with beer and, um, the rewarding part, I mean, you work around beer, you know, you, you definitely don't want to drink it. Uh, you know, I definitely don't want to use that as, as an excuse, but that's kind of how I felt. And, uh, to me, it was like the cool thing to do after a long work week is go and grab a beer. Like, you know, you busted your ass all week you, and that was your reward. You know what I mean? A nice cold beer. And I just like the setting, you know, just uh, hanging out with your coworkers, you know, bullshit and shooting shit, um, talking amongst each other and having a good time. And that was rewarding to me. You know, we kind of did that a lot. And uh, that particular Friday we were there, uh, we got there and, eight o'clock in the morning, uh, mind you, I, I, you know, we work from 11 PM to 7 AM. Uh, you know, sometimes we have to come in for overtime, whether, you know, four hours early or four hours later after our shift. So, um, we were there from eight o'clock in the morning until about 1 PM. And, uh, you know, I, we had a lot to drink, you know, there's, there's plenty of beers, uh, shots, uh, some, some older guys that have been there for, you know, 10 plus years came to the bar and, you know, they, you know, we started talking and, you know, I just felt like one of the guys and, and, you know, I was, I was having a good time and, and you know, we're, uh, just doing our thing. It was Friday. Um, so I actually had to work that same night. So usually I, you know, I, I would never drink before, you know, if I have to work. So, uh, I don't know. It was just something about that day to where I wanted to stay and just keep drinking. Uh, so about one o'clock rolls around and, um, you know, everyone's, you know, had enough. They decided to go home and I was pretty drunk. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm fine with my wife cause, you know, I'm supposed to go home and let, let our dog out. And, you know, right when I got off of work and I decided, you know, to stick around. 
So, um, you know, I finally decided to leave. I ordered a lift because, you know, I, I, I knew I had way too much to drink. And uh, so I ordered the lift and I remember it canceled on me. And I, I remember just for whatever reason, just being so irritated about it. And I was just like, you know what? Like, fuck this. I'm, I'm I've drove I've drove before like this. I'm going to be fine. So I hopped in the car, um, and, you know, I proceeded out of the parking lot. I was getting on the highway, and uh, I um, I was sending a message to my wife, uh, just telling her, like, I'm on the way, or I'm, I'm going or I left, or something like that. And I wasn't paying attention to the road. And so I veered off into the shoulder, and I hit an emissions box. I don't know if you guys ever seen, like, those those big green boxes that are on the side of the the, like when you get on the on-ramp to highways and they take your emissions. Um, so I hit one and I just remember, uh, I was looking down on my phone and I just heard a loud boom and I look up and like, what did I hit? Did I hit a car? Did I hit a person? Did I hit a pole? Like, what was that? And I look at my rear view mirror and I just see like, just pieces of my car and just like these green pieces of metal just all spread out like all over the highway and so I was like fuck this like I'm going like I'm gonna keep driving but I noticed like something's wrong with my car like it's it it sounds like to me it sounded like I had a flat tire and um I I couldn't drive I mean there's no way like I can could drive somewhere to get off the highway or even drive home or anything like I, I just couldn't drive my car couldn't drive no more so I pulled over, uh, threw my car in park, um, turned off the car, and called my wife. And I, you know, I'm freaking out. Like there, there's nothing I can do. Uh, you know, I thought about running, but uh, you know, I'm I'm on the highway. There's, you know, there's an open field, and I was just like, like how crazy am I gonna look just running down the highway or running in this field? Like people can see me. Um, you know, the, the car was also in, under my wife's name. Like, you know, I didn't want any repercussions to happen to her. You know, she's, she's, she was going to, you know, school and, or actually she had already started her job and she was like filling out paperwork. I didn't, I just didn't want nothing to come back on her or affect her in any way. So I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to tell him I wasn't driving. I'm going to tell them somebody else drove the car and that they went to go get help. And I just stuck around because it was my car and I didn't want them to think I ran. I mean, that was, that was the best scenario and excuse that I had. So, um, the cops ended up showing up and, uh, you know, I tried to play it cool and, uh, you know, uh, just like, Hey, you know, I'm, uh, the driver went to go get help. And at the time, like I said, I thought I had a flat tire. So I was like, the driver went to go get a tire. Uh, you know, somebody came and picked him up and, and you know, they, he went to go get a tire. And uh, they're like, well, why is he getting a tire? And I was like, because the tire's flat. And they're like, your tire's not flat. And at this time, you know, I have a thick tongue. You know, I'm, I probably reek of alcohol. And, like, they know I'm drunk. So, uh, you know, I kept going back and forth with them on that story and they're like, well, who's driving the car? And I told them I can't give them that information. And, um, you know, I was, it's just a dumb situation and I'm sitting here really trying to convince them I wasn't driving when it's, you know, almost clear that I was, well, it wasn't clear that I was driving. And I think one of the uh, officers was like, I seen you driving. And I was like, no, you didn't. 
And I just thought that was like his tactic to try to get me to admit to drinking and driving. So um, we kept going back and forth. And they're like, all right, well, we need you to come out and do like a roadside sobriety test. And I was like, I'm, no, I, I, I'm not going to do that. I was like, yeah, I meant to you that I was drinking, but um, I wasn't driving this vehicle. And like, I'll do any tests that you want me to do, but I'm going to do them as a passenger and not as a driver. And um, so that we kept going back and forth on that. And so finally they're like, all right, well, if you don't want to do it, we're going to take you to jail. So, you know, that, that kind of scared me. I was like, I, you know, I, I didn't want to go to jail. And, you know, I, I had work that same night. So I, uh, I was like, okay, well, like, what are my other options? They're like your other options, um, you can go get your blood drawn. Uh, you know, we're going to take you to get booked. Uh, then we're going to take you to the hospital to make sure you're okay and, you know, check out, uh, you know, you were in an accident to make sure you're fine. And then we're going to take you to detox. And uh, I was like, well, I have work tonight. I was like, there's no way I could go to detox. I, you know what I mean? I need to go to work. And they're like, well, that's up to them to decide when, they, when they're going to let you out. Um, so by then, you know, my wife knew everything. And, uh, you know, she she was on her way to where I was at. And I, you know, I, I told her, you know, where where exactly I was at on the highway. And uh, so, you know, she, mind you, she's still pregnant. And I remember um, just telling them like, okay, let's, let's do that. So I remember her pulling up and, you know, just, just her running up, just, you know, scared, not go- know what's going on, and, you know, scared for me. And, uh, you know, she talked to the cops. And so, you know, they put me in handcuffs and, uh, you know, they took me, they took me to a fire station to get my blood drawn, and then they took me to go get booked in uh, Jefferson County. So, you know, I, I sat in a holding cell. I, you know, I had to put an orange jumper on. Uh, you know, they took my picture, did my fingerprints. I was there for like an hour. Then I went to the hospital, and then they took me to detox. Um, so I got to detox and talking to the staff there and, kind of explain to them my situation and what's going on and uh kind of stuck with my story and I remember the guy was like well you weren't driving he's like you're gonna beat this case he's like you didn't do nothing wrong. you weren't driving so he was kind of on my side about it so that made me feel a little safe and um just relieved and like I explained to him like my situation at work you know I'm a temp explain to him that I'm a temporary worker and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get hired on. And if I miss any work, that I'll be fired and explain to him, you know, the, the type of job that it is and, you know, how much money it could be. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna get you out of here, man. He's like, if you could blow a 0.5 for me, he's like, I'll let you go home or a 0.05, excuse me. And, um, I was like, all right. So he's like, drink water, eat food, like walk around, try to sleep. He's, you know, he's really trying to help me out. So, you know, I, I, uh, I try to eat everything that I could. I drank a ton of water. I went and took a nap. Um, and, uh, you know, I, he wakes me up from my nap and he, you know, he, he had me blow into the, into the breathalyzer. And I think I was at like a point six and he's like, get to a five. And he's like, you're almost there. He's like, maybe walk around, do some push-ups, like just trying to get, you know, like alcohol out of your system. So I did that. But, you know, hour and a half later, I finally blew. And, you know, mind you, this is already 10 o'clock at night. I had to be at work at 11. Um, 
so my my wife came and picked me up. Uh, I remember when she picked me up, like I I just broke down, like just crying, like I just felt like just so ashamed and embarrassed, and um, I was just so hurt, and I was just like I like I blew everything, like I like I've ruined everything, like you know what I mean? Like to me, that was the end of the world. Like it was like a DUI was just like a death sentence, and like I was worried about you know my job and not being able to get hired on and like losing my license and just, you know, all these thoughts. And I also felt like so bad for my daughter that like, you know, this is, this, this is her dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, a drunk who got a DUI and, and lost everything. So I just remember just breaking down. Like as soon as I've seen her and like, you know, her just sticking by my side and telling me, you know, like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. Like we're going to get through this together. Like, you know, Lila needs you, and just, like, just everything, and, like, I just felt so low, and so I went home, I didn't even get a nap, uh, I jumped in the shower, you know, put on my clothes, and she took me to work, um, they had to tow my car just because of the damage that was done to it, and, uh, so, yeah, so they towed my car, she took me to work, and I just remember, like, walking in, and I seen two of the guys that I was at the bar with, and, um, I just remember just feeling, like, so ashamed, and just, like, just low, and, like, I remember them, they were like, oh, you were pretty drunk, like, you were stumbling out of the bar, and, like, this and that, and I was just, like, just embarrassed, and, uh, like, you know, they didn't know what happened, so, um, the amount of anxiety that I had that night was just, like, like I, and like uh, I'll speak more on my anxiety and, and things that I struggle with later and maybe other podcasts but I honestly felt like I was gonna die like I just felt like I was like I need like I, I might have to go to the hospital I might have to leave work to go to the hospital and I just remember like just trying to pull it together and you know we're driving forklifts and you know I'm pretty sure I'm still drunk and, uh, you know I'm I'm stressed out and like I have this anxiety that like I, I and like I'm so tired like I didn't get no sleep so I um you know I I kept trying to like you know hide um you know from everybody else and just like try to sleep on my forklift and uh you know I went and slept on my brakes it was like the longest eight hour shift of my life and you know I I made it through it and I got home and um you know I, I took a nap and then you know I had to go get my car and deal with all that um uh, you know, I decided to hire a lawyer because, you know, I, I figured maybe the lawyer could get me off of this. My biggest concern was just losing this job. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, because I've, I've heard situations of, you know, guys getting DUIs and, you know, they get fired because of it. So, um, you know, I didn't know the specifics on it, but I just knew that I couldn't have this DUI. So I hired the lawyer to, you know, hopefully try to beat the case and, um, you know, get out of it, uh, you know, anything that I could do to help. So that's in February. Um, you know, let's fast forward to, you know, when I found the job, you know, I finally made it, I finally got it. Uh, you know, I, I'm going through all the paperwork process and, you know, here comes the background. So I'm like stressing out about this. I was like, you know, like they're going to see this. And I knew a, a DUI there is a death sentence. Like you're done. So, uh, my hiring process took about two weeks. Um, you know, there's guys that I got hired on with that are already beginning, you know, their, their orientation, and 
Uh, my thing's just prolongs, you know, uh, and, and like supervisors and people are telling me like, we don't know what's going on with your situation. Like your thing's taking long. Uh, and then on my wife's anniversary, me and my wife's anniversary, uh, you know, I, I didn't work, you know, we were celebrating, you know, we, uh, I think we had a, a glass of wine. Um, and, uh, oh, actually I'm, <laughs> I'm skipping the biggest part, but, uh, so in May of May 19th of 2020, um, I'm sleeping, I'm, I'm home from work, my, you know, I'm dead sleep and I wake up to the find my iPhone app going off and it's beeping. So that day, um, my wife, she, uh, uh, she went to a doctor's appointment and, um, you know, we're thinking nothing of it. You know, our, our, our daughter was due at the end of May and, uh, you know, she was just going to her, her checkup and you know, it's just another appointment that I couldn't go to. So I was sleeping and then find my iPhone, like alarm goes off. And so like, I finally wake up and I check my phone and I have like 15 missed calls from my wife and you know text messages saying call me call me call me so like I'm freaking out like I have no idea what's going on so I call her and she tells me uh, it's time and I was like time for what and she's like they're inducing me and I'm like half asleep and I'm like wait what like you know like what's going on like huh like she's like yeah they're inducing me and she's like the baby's coming and so, you know, we had our bag ready. Uh, luckily, you know, we, we already had it packed. Uh, you know, I had to take our dog, Belle, to her mom's. And, um, there's, yeah, I mean, I'm, like, running all over the place. I'm trying to get ready, make sure we have everything, you know, make sure, uh, you know, we, we take the trash out and just all these little things that we had to do, uh, you know, to get ready to have the baby. It was all, all like thrown on us uh so I had to go drive take take our dog to my wife's mother's house and you know telling everyone it's time and then uh you know her car is you know at at her doctor's appointment and are at the the hospital so you know I gotta we gotta get somebody to pick the car up and take it uh so you know make sure the car seat's ready and all these things. Meanwhile, I'm I'm still half asleep. So, you know, I get to the hospital. Um, I'm like, what's going on? So, uh, I guess, you know, I'll, I'll let my wife get into the specifics, but, uh, pretty much they're, they were saying she was done being pregnant. Like they had to induce the baby. Like, uh, you know, they had to make things happen. Uh, you know, the baby's coming. So, you know, it was kind of a surprise, definitely, uh, but it was a, a forced surprise. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, they started giving her all the, the proper medications and uh, everything to um, get her ready to induce her. Uh, so, you know, it's we're there on the 19th, you know, uh, you know, they give her epidural and uh, about uh, 11 o'clock, you know, they you know she starts pushing and you know we start all that process and uh, uh one in the afternoon uh we have we have the baby our, our baby was born beautiful healthy little girl lila rose and um yeah i mean it's you know my first experience with childbirth and you know my daughter so emotional and such a powerful moment and 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just an amazing experience. And, you know, I, uh, kind of just a powerful moment. There, there's something that happened after the labor and, you know, uh, I, I plan on having my wife on the podcast and, you know, we'll discuss more, but, uh, there's a situation, a scary situation that happened and, uh, you know, it's, it's a scary moment and, uh, you know, just, just having, having our, you know, our baby to not being able to sit there and enjoy the time with her and, you know, like hold her and experience it together, uh, being alone with her for about an hour, uh, while they took my wife out, uh, you know, such a scary experience, but, uh, you know, thank God she's, you know, everything's okay now and, you know, we're fine. Um, and so, uh, you know, our, our little girl's here, my wife comes back, you know, she gets to spend time with her and, uh, you know, we're in the hospital for about three days and then we got to take her home. Uh, you know, I got a week off of work to spend time with her and, you know, help my wife. Uh, such a beautiful experience. I mean, like that's, it's definitely, you know, the highlight of my life is having, you know, our, our, our baby. Um, so sorry, I keep bouncing back from stories and, you know, different events. Like I said, this is raw and unscripted and, uh, you know, no editing, um, just, you know, just as real as it gets. So, um, all right. So back to, uh, this is June, the first week of June and, you know, went through all the hiring process. Like I said, uh, you know, uh, my, uh, you know, they're taking forever on my hiring process. You know, nobody knew why. And, uh, you know, guys that, that got hired on, they're already starting their orientation. And, um, so I'm kind of just sitting there in the dark in the back of my mind. I, I kind of knew what it was, but, you know, I wasn't 100% sure. And it was the, the background check. So my background check ended up coming back. And I ended up, uh, so it was our, our anniversary, which is June 8th. Um, and, um, so, you know, we're celebrating, you know, we're having a great time, uh, you know, uh, I think we had some drinks and, you know, we had a dinner and, um, so we go to sleep and, you know, I'm, uh, wake up the next day and I'm, you know, I'm still waiting to hear back from, from, you know, the job, you know, what's going on. And I get an email, uh, it was like the head of security, and it's like urgent and it says uh you had something come up on your background that we want to discuss with you about please call us immediately to explain so i i automatically knew what it was like you know what i mean like i'm just like devastated i'm like like fuck like no like all right like let's see so i called them and uh so they're like yeah you have a pending dui charge in jefferson county uh you know what's up with that and so I think before I called uh, the, my lawyer and like told him the situation and like asked him like what do I do and he just said he's like you got to be honest like tell him the truth let him know everything let him know it's still pending everything's ongoing and uh, you got to be honest with them so like okay so I did and uh, you know I, I called the head of security explained the situation and told him everything and all he said to me was like okay thank you he's like that's all I needed. And hung up. And so I'm like, fuck, like what now? So, um, 
I mean, I, I didn't get any other emails. I, I called the temp agency that I work for and, you know, let him know the situation. He's like, as far as I know, like, everything's up in the air. Like, you know, nobody knows anything. Everything's in limbo. Like, uh, like I don't know. So he's like, just go to work as usual. And uh, he's like, just wait and see what happens. So, you know, I went in, uh, just kind of like walking like on eggshells and I, I ended up switching shifts. So I went from uh, the night shift to the second shift, which is 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. Um, so, you know, I'm on a new shift, new guys, and uh, just kind of not knowing what's going on. So a couple of days go by and uh, we used to get these papers where it would tell you, uh, you know, the breaks that you got and the, you know, the area that you were working in. So I got mine and uh, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't have no job. And at the bottom it said CSS, which is a senior specialist. So, which is a supervisor, supervisor. And so uh, I, you know, we ha we have uh, safety meetings before each shift, so I waited till everything cleared out, or everyone cleared out, and walked up to him, and I was like, hey, what's up? He's like, call the temp agency, and I was like, he's like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, usually when we hear that, 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 you know what I mean, that means, you know, nothing good. So I was like, all right. So I, I left the building and went to my car and called the temp agency, and, um, He's like, hey, like I was told to call you, like what's up? He's like, I'm sorry, but um, they're letting you go. And you know, my heart just dropped. Like everything that I knew was gonna happen, like it was happening. And uh, I was like, like are you serious? And he's like, yeah. He's like, um, so if you would have had this charge before, uh, like when you applied you wouldn't have got hired on. So since it happened there, they're treating it like as if, like there's a no alcohol offense uh, policy, like no alcohol offense tolerance policy. So anything to do with alcohol, you're immediately fired. Um, and he was like, and if you had this before, you wouldn't even have had the job. So unfortunately they, they have to let you go. And you know, I just like, is there anything I can do? Like, is there anything you can do? Like, I, you know what I mean? I need this job. Like, I just had, like, we just had our baby, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like what's going on, you know, like to help me. And he's like, unfortunately it's out of my hands. And he's like, and there's nothing we can do. Like, like, you know, I'm sorry. Like th this is just the rules. So after all that hard work, after all the stress, after everything, uh, you know what I mean? Like that it was, it was taken away from me. Um, my world came like crashing down and kind of back in the same positions where like, yeah, uh, to where a company's controlling my destiny and, um, you know, I mean, just the amount of money, everything that I had planned and set up was just taken away from me. So, you know, I called my wife and let her know what happened and, you know what I mean? Uh, obviously we were just, I've been discussing with her since, since the situation happened and, you know, we, we kind of expected it, and so now it's like, like, now what? Um, so she's like, just come home, like, come home to us, and we'll figure it out, you know, we'll get through it together. Um, so, you know, I, um, I wasn't, you know, in, 
didn't know what I was going to do, didn't know where I was going to go, but, like, I I just remember being, like, like, I, I can't keep letting companies do this to me, like, even though, you know, it, it's the, you know, what happened at this place was 100% my fault, you know what I mean, I was, I was in the wrong, and, um, you know what I mean, I, I deserve, you know, all the repercussions that come with that, so, but the fact that, you know what I mean, like, I was fired, like, you know what I mean, like, one one company or one person controls your financial situation it's just i was just tired of it and so like um my mindset was like okay let's turn this negative into a positive let's look at the brighter side of things like uh being optimistic optimistic about it you know like the the half the glass half full or half empty however the saying goes like um, and I was a firm believer in everything happens for a reason and God has a plan for you. Like little situations like this lead you into the direction that you're supposed to go. And like, even though, you know, everything happens for a reason, like at the time we may not understand exactly what the reasoning is and it might hurt and it, you know, it might suck, but like that happens to lead you down a different path of where you're supposed to go. And so that's how I looked at it. So I was like, okay, like maybe that's a sign that this job wasn't for me. You know, I, I wasn't super excited about it. It was a ton of hours. I had to work a shitty shift. You know, I was going to miss out on time with my daughter and, uh, you know, I, I was going to have to work all this time and I wasn't going to see my wife. And like, you know, that, that really bothered me. So whereas, you know, like, yeah, I lost out on making, you know, six figures a year um, to being able to have time to spend with, with my wife and my daughter, with my newborn. And I was like, you know what? Like, I think, like, the money would have been great. Like, it would have helped us so much. But to me, like, if I had a choice between money and, like, time, I'm taking the time because – you can always get money. You can always get more money. You can figure out a way to make money. You can't get time back. And like, this is my, my first child and just kind of how I, like my, like growing up situation with my parents, I knew I wanted to flip everything that I didn't have and give it to her. Like everything I didn't have, I wanted her to have. Everything I didn't grow up with, I wanted her to have. So I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm going to take this I'm going to spend time with my daughter and I'm going to watch her grow. Um, my wife, you know, she was on a, a paternity leave. You know, we had money coming in. I, we had a little bit of money saved up. And, uh, um, you know, I was like, all right, let me, let me take this time. Like, let me really sit down and, and think like, all right, what's my next move? So, um, like I said, I, w I was over the, um, you know, the, the working for the company, I was like, how am I going to do something on my own? How can I make something happen for myself? And you always hear these stories of uh, people that, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, have nothing. And you know what I mean? They have a hundred dollars for their name and they make a million dollars. Like not, not uh, all at once, but like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, um, I forget what actor, like the rock, I think he was like, I had $12 in my pocket and you know, I had nothing. So I kind of, I kind of put that mind frame on like, all right, my back's against the wall. Um, like I, I'm, I can't run away. Like let's go forward. 
you know, type of mindset. Like, I, I got nothing right now. Let me, let me make something work. Uh, let me, let me have nothing and make something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let me, you know, like that, that type of mindset. So, um, I just really sat down and was just like, okay, what can I do? What, what do I want to do? Not that. That's, I think, was the biggest thing was like, okay, like, let me do something for myself, but what is it? I, I just don't want to do anything. Like, I don't want to be miserable doing it. Like, I took it as a sign. Like, what can I do to move forward? So um, I went back to real estate and was like, um, all right, let me try to get this. So I, I bought a couple of programs. I started trying to, uh, you know, do some marketing and, uh, you know, watching these videos and like just trying to do everything I can because to me that was the quickest way to make the most money. So I started that. Uh, my brother-in-law uh, was actually talking to me about uh, stock options, and he had bought some programs. And you know, we've talked about it before, and like how he he made like two thousand dollars off of like a hundred dollars. And I was like, okay, boom, I'm gonna do that too. Um, and I I just was like just searching like how to make money, uh, you know, how to make uh, money from a hundred dollars, how to make money from nothing. Like just looking up all these things, just researching all these things to where, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to make something happen. Um, but you know, I still need money coming in and I, I knew I didn't want to work. I didn't want to work for a company, but I, I needed to get money. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not proud of it, but you know, at the moment I was like, you know, yeah, I, I got to do what I got to do. And, you know, it's, it's not about, um, you know what I mean? Where like most people would be like, like I would go dig, you know, holes. I'd go work at McDonald's. I'd go take any job that I could to make sure that my family eats, you know what I mean? And like, I, I was in that same mindset, but like, why do I got to go sacrifice to go make $10 an hour, $15 an hour, or, you know, like $12 an hour and get nowhere. And so, uh, I was like, I'm going to focus on these, these little investment things. Um, you know, I found out about, uh, flipping, uh, like flipping products, uh, you know, like buying, buying products, like hot products that people want and then turn around and sell them on eBay or like offered up for more money. Um, I know people definitely hate flippers, but you know, I'm, I'm sitting here like trying to like, just, just think of anything, like any way to get money and like just all these different sources of income. I, I remember reading something a long time ago that was like, your average millionaire has uh, seven sources of income. So I'm like, okay, let me get seven ways to make money. And you know what I mean? Like, let, let's not get money just from one place, like from one job or one opportunity. Like, you know, they don't have to be huge. Like, you know what I mean? They ain't got to be a thousand, like, you know, like $5,000 here, $5,000 here. Like it could be a thousand dollars here, $300 here, $400 here, a hundred dollars there, $50 there. And it all adds up. So that was, that was my plan. And that was my goal. Um, but at the same time, I needed something stable. So I remember talking to, uh, the guy from the temp agency and like, you know, after, after I lost my job and, um, he's like, I shouldn't be telling you this, but I'm going to because, you know, like me and him developed, you know, a close uh, relationship. And he uh, he's like, oh, you know, everything that's that you've been through and like, you know, uh, you just had your daughter. He's like, I'm going to tell you this. But uh, he's like, like, keep this between me and you. Uh, so as a lot of you are aware um, in 
uh, I think March or whenever they did it, they passed the CARES Act. Uh, that's when we got the stimulus check, and then they, they did the unemployment benefits uh, for extra $600 a week. And so he told me about that, and he's like, you'll make more money just taking this unemployment for, you know, he's like, for a couple weeks or however long you need to, um, then you would, that you, you would make here. So I was like, okay, like, that's a lot of money. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely wasn't proud to sit there and, you know, like say I'm going to go on unemployment. Cause to me, like unemployment was to me, how I took it. And I'm sure a lot of people do is like unemployment for people who don't want to work. That just want to be lazy. That just want to sit at home, sit on the couch and, and do nothing and just sit here and take a check from the government. And so that's what associated that to me. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, like, no, like, you know what I mean? I'd rather go without, but then, you know what I mean? Bills still needed to get paid and, um, you know what I mean? We needed money coming in. So, I mean, I think it was like $900 a week. Um, yeah, almost a thousand dollars a week, uh, that I would be getting on unemployment. I, I looked into it and I kind of like did the calculator and everything. And, and they told me, so I'd get, uh, thousand dollars a week. And I was like, God, like, you know what I could do with a thousand dollars a week? Like my goal was to take that money, invest it and flip it. Like I needed, I'll just need to be on unemployment for a month. And then I'll go from there, like, and then I'll get off it and that's it. So that was my goal. Like, all right, I'm going to jump on here, you know, get these, these two checks, get where I need to go. And then boom, I'm done. So as I mentioned, I, I, I you know, I was getting, looking into stocks. Uh, you know, my, my brother-in-law had, had some, um, some courses that he found. And so, you know, I was studying them and I was studying how to do stocks and, you know, I downloaded the Robin Hood app. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna put a thousand dollars into here, and let me flip. It. Excuse me, and let me flip it. So you know, I I did good at first. You know, I I fully didn't understand stocks, so I was it was kind of foolish of what I was doing, because um, I remember I was in this 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 group, this stock group, uh, you know, where they uh, discuss options and give plays, and you know, just just you know, educate and all this, and. You know, people would always complain, like, oh, I lost this money. Like, I put $1,000 and and I lost it, like nothing. And then people would write in there, like, since you're giving away $1,000, could I have, can you give me $1,000? Like, since you're just throwing away $1,000, like, they're like, this is your hard-earned money. Like, why would you sit there and be, like, so careless with it? And I think that's that's kind of the mistake I made. So, like I said, I had ups, downs, you know, I was making a little bit of money, but not the type of money that I, I wanted or needed to be at. Um, I lost a quite a lot of, uh, good amount of money that I, I invested into, uh, stocks and I, you know, I, I was frustrated with it. I was, I was pissed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, everything that happened before and like, you know, I'm finally trying to figure this out and like, I, I lost money and like, it was, it was just, it was stress, like stressing. And I was like, like, I, I remember like, breaking down to my wife and just like like why does nothing go my way like I sit here and I try and I try and I try and nothing goes my way like you know what I mean like like life's against me and I remember she told me she was like like how many people sit there and try 
and try and try like people fail a hundred times and then finally make it once and like that kind of registered with me like okay like even though this sucks like even though this like failure is like just shit and it fucking sucks and I lost money that I shouldn't have lost um like yeah like you know what I mean a hundred failures and you know you finally it takes a hundred tries you know what I mean so I like so I picked myself up um you know I'm still doing other investments things you know making decent amount of money um and I uh um so I was like all right you know I I, I got to I, I got to have a new game plan. I, I stood on unemployment more than, than what I wanted to and what I'm proud of. But, um, you know, I, I wasn't sitting at home being lazy. I wasn't sitting on the couch, sitting there eating chips and drinking soda and watching TV or playing video games. Like I was actually trying to like figure something out. Like I wasn't looking for a job, say, you know, that as unemployment's supposed to be. You know, we'll we'll pay you while you look for a job. And, you know, without that, that CARES Act and that extra, you know, that extra amount of money, uh, you know, unemployment's shit. Like, minus that $600 a week, I'd only be making $327 a week. Like, there's no way I could live off of $327 a week. So, um, uh, then I think the end of July, the, uh, the benefits were expiring. Uh, you know, I had some money saved up. Um, you know, I stayed on unemployment for a couple more weeks and, um, just having a conversation with my wife, uh, you know, we needed bills to be paid. Uh, you know, she, she still wanted to buy a house and, uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll discuss that too, but, uh, you know what I mean? It was was time to kind of like, like accept reality and be like, okay, like, maybe I'll go back to work. Um, you know, I, I couldn't sit there and make $327 a week. And, uh, you know, a lot of the money I had invested, uh, you know, a lot of it was gone. I had enough to survive for, you know, a month or two. Um, so I was like, all right, well, you know, like, let me get back into the workforce. Um, you know, let me, let me try to find a sales job or a warehouse job and let me do that. Uh, and I'll work and save up money, and then the money that I save, I'll put back into investing. I was like, I just need to walk away and 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 uh, you know just support support my family. So um, in uh, in August, I I got a I applied for a couple a couple of places. I ended up accepting a job. Uh, they make uh, circuit boards for the military. Um, super easy job it's pretty much an assembly job like i just load this machine with with circuit boards uh, you know they, they don't pay the best but you know they also don't pay shit you know make it more than minimum wage and you know let me do that let me let me build up again what i'm i'm trying to do as far as investing and working for myself and um you know, let's go this route. You know, it's, it's, it's another fork in the road. It's, you know what I mean? It's another, um, you know what I mean? I got to go down a different road now. And, you know, it doesn't mean I, I'm going to stop traveling, but I just got to go a, a different way. I got to go a different direction. So, so, uh, yeah, I've been there for a couple months, um, you know, trying to pay off some debt and trying to save money to invest again. 
Um, another biggest thing that I left out in this time. So after I, I lost my job, I, the biggest thing was, okay, so I, I, what was I doing wrong? What did I do to put myself in that position to lose this opportunity? Okay. And it, it was drinking. I don't want to say I had a drinking problem, but I was borderline to have a drinking problem. Um, and I think the biggest thing is like, you don't think like, oh, like I, I just have beers, um, every Friday with coworkers. Like I'm not drinking on a Monday or, you know, I'm not drinking, like sneaking off to the bathroom and taking shots or, you know what I mean? Just like, not that, but I still had a problem. Like, and I think that's the biggest thing for us to realize. And what I realized, so, um, my, my thing was I wanted to be the absolute best version I can possibly be for my daughter and for my wife and for myself. Like, like I said, my biggest thing was, you know, I, I, I wanted my daughter to have the life that I didn't, I don't want her to experience things that I had to in life. Um, and you know, I, I just wanted to raise her right and just raise her how I wanted to be raised and how I wanted things to be in my life. So by starting that, I need to be a father to her, the best absolute father I can be. And how I be the best absolute father I can be is being the best absolute person I can be. So I was on self-improvement. Um, uh, a good buddy of mine, uh, uh, Ruben Halo, um, recommended some books to me. So I, I remember reading somewhere that, you know, like reading like self-help books and you know just motivational books and things like that. Um, doing that and just like, just trying to do anything I can. Like I, I, we made a, me and my wife made a vision board. Um, I was writing down my goals. Uh, like each day I would set, you know, a set of goals, something so simple as like waking up and going to the gym or uh, taking uh, our dog bell for a walk or, um, I was, I was taking, uh, some alpha brain from on it, um, taking, take supplements, just something so simple, like waking up and, and th being thankful that you woke up, like just little things like that. And I, I would have a list of goals and I would sit there and, you know, check them off and hold myself accountable. Um, I was working out at the time. That's when we were still able to go to the gym. So, you know, I, I was being healthy. Like I was just overall trying to become the best version of myself that I could be. And uh, so I was reading. I was We were doing vision boards. We were writing down goals. Um, just any little way that I can better myself, I would do it, whether it be something so simple or something so new. And I would do it. So, um you know, that that's kind of what led me, uh, you know, that that's where I'm at now. Um, so I think when Joe Rogan, I, I've always heard about Joe Rogan's podcast and like, you know, how awesome it was. And, you know, I watched a couple of episodes here and there, like clips and stuff, but I never really got into it. So when I was working at this job, we're able to wear headphones and, you know, I'm, I work by myself a lot and I don't really talk to, uh, you know, I don't really communicate with a lot of people, but, um, so I, I was working with, the, I don't work around a lot of people. And so I was, you know, I was playing my headphones and, you know, I was playing music and, you know, I, I, it was like a week where I'd listen to like a different album, like every day. And like, I ran out of the albums I wanted to listen to. And I was just like, like, 
like this is kind of boring like you know what I mean I was like kind of tired of music like I listened to the same 20 songs over and over like I didn't really feel like learning new or like finding out about new music and I have a wide variety of music like I listen to country I listen to EDM I listen to hip-hop um I listen to corridos like I listen to like anything like there's nothing really I won't listen rock alternative there's nothing I won't listen to besides maybe like classical music or jazz. Uh, but besides that, I'll, I'll listen to anything. And I just didn't want to listen to music. And so that's when Joe Rogan did the, the Spotify deal. And so, you know, I, I have Spotify. Um, I'm not sponsored by them or nothing, but it, it's just, you know, the, the music that I've, I've always chosen or the, the platform that I've always used for my music. So he's finally popping up on, on Spotify. And I was like, you know what? Like, let me give him a listen. Like, let me let me see what's, you know what I mean. Like, I listen to like a couple like big name ones. I I I like listen to one with him and Post Malone and um like other. Um, I listen to Mike Tyson one. Uh, and then there's all these people on there, and I was just like, like I don't know these people. I'm not gonna listen to them. And um, I kind of went through all the ones like I wanted to listen to, and uh, I was like you know what, like, I'm trying to have an open mind, that's another thing that I've I've tried to develop in this time, is just having an open mind to everything, and, and trying new things, and things that, that make, take me out of my comfort zone, so I was like, all right, the first one that came up, uh, I pushed play, like, all right, let's see what this one is, uh, I want to say it was the one with, uh, uh, with Willie D and the Ghetto Boys, um, and like kind of listening to his his story and things that he's been through and just a lot of stuff like just kind of like inspired me and like things that he was talking about kind of like pushed me towards uh you know trying new things and I was like okay I learned a lot from this the next one was uh was with John Mackey uh the the CEO of Whole Foods and he's sitting here talking about the the whole food diet and uh eating uh cutting out processed food and eating plant based and and all this and I just learned so much and I was like you know what like like I want to eat healthy like you know what I mean I want to cut out processed food like sitting here listening to like all the diseases and just like heart diseases and like being obese and just everything negative that comes with processed food I was like I, you know what like I want to be healthy now and it like inspired me to like sit here and like. I got the Whole Food Diet book. Uh, I rented it from the library. Um, read into that and like listening to that podcast was like, like inspired me to to start wanting to eat better. Like we've always tried diets, me and my wife. Like we did the keto diet, um, did low carbs. Um, you know, we, we've tried all these different types of diets, counting calories, all this shit, and we always fell off of it, but. This time I was like, you know what? Like, I want to stick with this just because of everything that I learned from that podcast of like how just simply watching what you eat and like eating whole foods and good food and not processed, like fatty, just bullshit, like will just affect you, like your health. And like, I mean, I, I've always heard that everyone knows that you eat healthy or be healthy. And, but, um, just listen to that podcast and hearing him talk about it kind of just inspired me. Um, I listened to another podcast. I, I forget who he is, but he's uh, he's like a professor at Yale. Uh, he was talking about like the pandemic and like how to build your immune system. And so I'm like listening to all these podcasts and like every podcast that I listen to of his, like 
I had a new inspiration. Like I learned something new from each one of his podcasts and like just better myself. And like, uh, like the Matthew McConaughey podcast, like his outlook on life. And I'm just, every time I listen, like I want, I listened to probably, uh, God, like I want to say 20 of his podcasts in a row, like every day, like I was just listening and listening and like, it was just so inspiring. And I was just like, like just listening to two people have a conversation, like, that like so powerful and just to be so helpful and like I was just kind of like sitting there and like like what if I had a podcast like you know like like who would I talk to like well you know what I mean like what would I talk about or and I just kind of like play these like just like these moments in my head where like I'm I'm sitting down having a conversation I was like well I don't know nobody famous and um you know what I mean like nobody would like it and you know what I mean I was like kind of discouraging myself but I was like like, wait a minute, I know certain individuals that are entrepreneurs, um, I know people that are starting their own businesses, I know people that have a great outlook on life, I know people, and they're people personal to me, they're friends, they're family, they're, uh, they're acquaintances, you know what I mean, and so, like, I, I know people, and I could talk to them, record it, and then put it on a podcast, kind of like how Joe Rogan does. And I always kind of went back on it because I was like, I don't want to copy Joe Rogan. Like, to me, that wasn't like authentic, like copy his whole style of doing everything. But then I was like, well, like, I'm not Joe Rogan. Like, I, I view things differently than Joe Rogan does. And, you know, my guests viewed like, you know what I mean? And so I was like, like, yeah, I might, you know, mimic certain things that he does in his podcast or the direction that he goes with it. But it's it's all different. And he always put in there, he's like, I tell everyone to start a podcast, like, just start a podcast, like, um, you know, obviously, like, you know, there, there's going to be some things that people, like, aren't going to be attracted to, or, like, want to draw attention to, but I think with me, like, how I got inspired by just simply listening to a podcast made me want to inspire others, like, having conversations, like, there's, I have... I have a long list of people that I want to talk to and just bring them on here. And like, they're, they're normal people. Like, you know, they're, they're not known on a, like a celebrity level or like, they're not athletes or they're not, um, like they're, they're local here in Denver. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, for example, um, my, my, my friend Ruben Halo, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, He's actually, like I said, he's the one who recommended a lot of books to me. And we had a conversation at the gym one time and just like his mindset, like we have the same mindset as far as wanting to do something for ourselves and like, you know, being, being self-made. And like, uh, I know he's, he had said that, uh, he's, he's doing, uh, uh, he became a real estate agent, uh, because he wants to get into real estate and he knew that, uh, being real estate is the best way to develop wealth and, um, if, if I'm screwing up exactly what he said, something along those lines, that real estate is going to take him to where he wants to go. And like, he just has such a strong mindset and how, how he views things and how, how he thinks. Like, I was just like, I remember thinking back to our conversation that we had at the gym. I was like, like, if people heard this, like, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be so motivational. So, um, and there's other people too. Um, uh, like, like my barber, I mean, everyone knows Capo, uh, like, if you talk to Capo, like, everything that he's done 
and his mindset and the way he does things like it's so inspirational like people need to hear these conversations people need to know these people and just because they're not they're not these celebrities or they're they're not well known or you know they're not on a this high level to where have this platform um i want to do that for them and like we could start like small we could start with my inner circle expand on my family expand on their friends and just have like a, a ripple effect and like you know like a like a like a spider web like okay so like my inner circle my family um and my friends and then my friends family and then their friends and then my friends you know you know what i'm trying to get out here like it's just spread out and that's my ultimate goal with this is is just like bringing positivity and just I wanted to do that for people what Joe Rogan's podcast did to me. Like just inspired me like, oh, like, oh, OK, like eating healthy. Um, you know, like I, I have some of these entrepreneurs on on my podcast and, the, and I'll be like, oh, OK, like I've been wanting to do this business. But I've, I've always like I, I couldn't do it. But like since they did and how they inspired like like oh i can do this now you know what i mean that's that's what i'm trying to get with all this and um you know i'm I'm not doing this to make money uh you know eventually you know i'd love to get that joe rogan spotify deal but that's not my focus right now my focus is putting out content um getting the word out getting listeners and followers that's what i want i want to inspire people i want i want to motivate people i want to like educate people um, like I said, I want to share personal experiences and personal stories of like people like obviously, you know, we don't want to get in too depth to something where, you know, they're not comfortable, comfortable expressing or putting their business out there. But, um, you know, maybe, you know, tell a situation and how they handled it. And then maybe somebody's going through that situation now and they're like, oh, OK, that's how I can go with that. That's my biggest thing with this. Um, you know, it's not to make money, you know, I, I'm I'm still trying to do things as far as an investing aspect and that's, uh, you know, those are separate from this. But right now, like, I, I just want to spread positivity. I want to spread good vibes. Like, I want to spread good stories. Like, that's, a, that's the name. Good convo, good people. I want to have good conversations with good people. And, uh, you know, I have a long list of that. Um, and... If you hear this and, you know, you're somebody who'd be like, hey, like, you know, I'm, I want to get my message out. I'm doing something, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this endeavor that I would like people to get to hear about. Then reach out to me. Like, come on the podcast. I'm willing to have anybody that has any value to other individuals. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and, like, have my friends on here and bullshit and talk stupid and talk dumb and and none of that, like I, you got to have something to offer me and the listeners to come on this show. And like, let me help you promote, like, let me help you promote your business. Like it, it may not be the biggest like marketing aspect or like, it's not a billboard or, you know what I mean? But like, if my, you know what I mean? If I, I have a hundred listeners, that's a new hundred listeners that are going to know about your business. And at the same time, that's your people bringing bringing to my my podcast listening, and it's just like I said, it's a ripple effect, and it's it it just keeps stemming out, and that's the ultimate goal with this. So uh, that that's my plan. Uh, like I said, let, let's talk let's talk about your business, let's talk about your life, let's talk about things you've been through. Let me let's talk about your view on things. 
Uh, let's talk about how you got through the pandemic. Um, you know, let's, let's talk about how just anything like let's talk, let's have good conversation. Uh, so yeah. Um, I mean, look, I mean, I'm already an hour and a half in this and I'm just with myself. Like I'm just talking, <laughs> I like I'm sitting in my closet right now talking to myself, not to myself, but I mean, obviously I'm talking to you guys, but I'm sitting here on the floor just talking and like, look how much I got accomplished. And like, um, I didn't get in too depth with like, um, like how I can inspire and things I'm working on. And like, I, you know, eventually, you know, I will get into that, but I just wanted to give everyone an in-depth of what I'm doing and what I'm, I've been through and how I'm here and where I'm trying to go. Um, you know, just, you know, I, I've, I've held back on trying to, um, tell people about my DUI. Like this is going to be new for a lot of people. Um, I mean, I've let people close to me know about it. I, I kept it a secret from people close to me just because I was so ashamed and embarrassed of it. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people don't know that I don't work at that place in Golden no more. Uh, some of you do. Uh, I've told some people, um, and if you knew, you didn't know why. Uh, and maybe I shouldn't put myself out there like this, but um, I just want to let you know, like, Things can always be worse, uh, you know what I mean? Like, things that I've, I've had to go through, uh, they didn't kill me. Like, uh, you know, as cliche, like, whatever, don't kill you makes you stronger, and it did. It did, in fact. Uh, you know, my situation with my DUI sucks now. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be so avid and, and spoken about not drinking and driving. Like, I've always heard it, like, it's not worth it. It costs so much money, and, I like, I've had people around me get DUIs and, like, it never really registered to me, but like it finally did like, like not even the financial aspect of it, but the legal aspect of it, like you could lose your freedom over this. Like I've, I've lost my license. Like I have to have an interlock in my car for two years. Like, um, but on top of that, like I could have killed somebody like, you know what I mean? I like, you guys could be like reading about me in the news. You know, like I veered off into the lane and, and killed a car full of, you know, a family with, you know, three kids. And like, I, I can't live with that. And I think about that a lot and it does set on my mind. Um, even though like this whole DUI situation sucks, like I understand why it sucks because they don't want people to keep doing this shit. And there's people are like, there's people that have two, three, four or five DUIs and got to go do prison time. Like I don't want to be that. And I think this helped too, cause it, it did help me a little bit with, uh, with my drinking, like I, I wouldn't consider myself an alcoholic, but maybe I had a, a, a problem. And so this is helping with that. And, you know, I'm taking classes and I'm, you know, I have to do these classes and I'm, uh, you know, I'm only two classes in, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting something from there and, uh, you know, I, I just want to help people, you know, I, I, I wouldn't wish this on, you know, my worst enemy, like, these DUIs are no joke, like, it's, it's not worth it, like, it's, it fucking sucks, like, it's sucking a lot of money away from me that I can invest into other things and help better myself, but, um, yeah, uh, I don't want to take too much of your time, I appreciate everyone that's listening, and I, I hope I got my message across of what I'm trying to do, and uh, my goal with this, uh, I hope I inspire everyone in some way, I hope I I motivate others to to um, 
and a couple of people reached out to me and let me know that they're they're doing podcasts as well and like wasn't like oh great like here we go or seeing as competition I'm like that's awesome like do it like like we're not the same people like we don't think the same like we might have similar thoughts but we're not the same like uh you know what I mean you can the way you want to do your podcast is different from how I want like let's let's all eat like let's all eat together and that's that's what I hope um so if you hear this and you want to be on the podcast and I haven't reached out to you yet uh definitely reach out uh like I said I got a long list uh of people and my ultimate goal is to have uh, new content out at least once a week um, I hope it's not too much, but, uh, I just want to, I just want to stay in people's ears. I, I don't, I don't want to like have them waste, uh, wasting time or, or excuse me, like me wasting time, uh, you know, put something out and then a month later and then people forget about it. Like, I, I just want to stay relevant in everyone. And like I said, I got a ton of people that I want you to hear. I want to hear from, I want to talk to. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's my ultimate goal. This is, this is page one of um i think joe rogan's like fifteen thousand like episodes in or 1500 episodes in whatever he is like i want to be there um and you know who knows we'll we'll see where this goes but like i said it's not about the money um i hope i do get some opportunities and there's other things that i want to do with this but as of right now like i just i just want to put out content i want to uh i want to stay relevant I want to gain followers like I you know what I mean that that's my ultimate goal um this will be the last podcast that I do on my phone I I did the introduction and everything I did it myself uh, I got a studio that um that does podcasts that I'm, I'm gonna go visit this week and uh, it's like a legit studio they got mics and a table and everything and I think uh, that's gonna be my home for a while um I, I just want to try to be as legit and professional and good looking with this as I can um like I want to put out great content and nothing wrong with uh people that do do this but I you know I I do see some um like people just recording at their home or like how I'm doing on my phone there's there's nothing wrong with it it's just it's not how I want to do it and like I said I want to give everyone the absolute best content I have so I'm going to go visit with the the studio and if all works then um uh, then that's going to be my home. Uh, I also want to uh, record a video with this on top of uh, just the audio. So audio will be available, but then I, I'm going to put a lot of video on, on the YouTube. I just feel like it, to me, uh, like watching Joe Rogan's podcast, like his video podcast, like it just things registered to me more. Even though when I was listening to it on my phone, I was only listening to the audio. But it's nice to get to look and see the people that you're talking to and see their, their facial expressions and um what they look like and how they talk and uh a lot of people that I'm going to be interviewing have certain products that I want you to be able to see like you know I can't be held in a product on audio and like trying to explain it like I want you to be able to see it. and I just think it registers more um so yeah uh this is it uh thank you guys if you made it this far uh, I hope I didn't bore you um I hope I inspired you and just be ready like you know what i mean like let's all go through this together let's inspire each other like let's let's set goals like 2020 was like it was a horrible year like hands down the worst year of my life and um on my instagram post i like i said um 
there was a light that got us through the darkness of 2020, me and my wife, and that's, that's our daughter. Like, uh, you know, if you see my daughter, if you, if, you know, seen pictures of her, like, you know, I'm like, my opinion's biased, but like, she just, like, she makes you smile. Like, and that's for anyone's child. And, and it doesn't even have to be kids. It could be your loved one. It could be your parents. It could be your siblings. It could be your friends, anything like just positive. And I think we all need that. Um, I've, you know, we've lost a lot of people in 2020. I, I lost both my grandparents. Uh, I've lost an aunt and uncle to COVID. Um, I, I know people have lost loved ones and, um, it, it was a rough year. And I think to me, things can only get better. Things can only go up from here. Like the storm, like it, it's not going to rain forever. Uh, you know, we're still in limbo of like everything that's going on with that pandemic. They, you know, they, they released the vaccines and, you know, people just started getting vac- vaccinated and, but we're still, you know, we're still in this stage of, you know, we're having to wear masks and, you know, uh, we can't go to restaurants yet. And just, there, there's a lot of things going on. So shit could always be worse. And I want everyone to think of it like that. Um, let's make the most out of this year, whether it's in your career field or, starting a new business or starting a podcast, anything like let's, let's make the most of this year. Like I read this thing, like um, the 2020s are going to be like the roaring twenties. And for everyone who don't know the roaring twenties, like uh, it was like after their pandemic, like once everything was like not gone, but like everything was under control and they opened everything up, like people went crazy, like they were partying and, and dancing and, you know, just, it was like freedom. Like, like the only way I could explain that is, um, like when I was in the hospital uh, for 10 days and when I finally got, was able to leave, like having your freedom taken away from you, like, like that's such an ugly feeling. But when you get that, when you walk out the doors and you get a breath of fresh air and you're like, Oh, like, yes. Like, <laughs> like I'm free. Like, I think a lot of that's going to happen. Um, I hope everyone does it responsibly. Um, you know what I mean? Don't drink and drive. It's not worth it. Like personal experience. It's not worth it. Like don't do it. But, um, yeah, let, let's take, let's take a bad, a 2020 year and let's turn it good. Let's, let's send us down, down those paths and, uh, positivity, you know, let's be great to one another. I know with the elections and, you know, I'll, I'll definitely get into that. Um, just all the hate and, you know, uh, the black lives matter movement and the br- police brutality and, you know, how, how they how people are being treated, how black people are being treated. And like, like, let's be positive. Like, let's be, let's be happy people. Let's, you know what I mean? Like, let's live good lives. Like, let's be nice to one each other. Let's be respectful. All that. Uh, yeah, so that's it for now. Um, thank you guys for listening. I hope everyone made it this far and I hope you take something from it. And like I said, I'm trying to have a continuous content in your ear. Um, reaching out to everyone that I want to talk to and, you know, we're going to plan something. Um, thank you guys, um, for listening again. Uh, yeah, keep sharing, keep liking. Um, I appreciate all of it and, you know, let's make something happen out of this and you guys be a part of something like, yeah, I was listening to a good combo, good people podcast when it first came out, when it was cool. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, God bless. Uh, yeah, take care. Um, and I'll be talking to you.